0: On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood up and exclaimed, Let anyone who thirsts come to me and drink. As scripture says, Rivers of living water will flow from within him who believes in me. He said this in reference to the Spirit, that those who came to believe in him were to receive. There was, of course, no Holy Spirit yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. There is a story about a pair of zealous Christian evangelists making the rounds. One day, these two zealous missionaries came to visit visit an Amish farmer. And there stood the Amish gentleman in his white shirt, black trousers, suspenders, black hat, sporting a long beard. The two young preachers approached him with their usual questions— Have you accepted Christ? Are you a Christian? The Amish man thought for a moment. Then he pulled out a piece of paper. He started writing. Handing the paper to the two missionaries, he said, So, you want to know if I am a Christian. Here are the names of five of my neighbors. Don't ask me. You need to ask them they ought to be able to tell you if I am a Christian or not. We might wonder about ourselves. Consider what others would say when it comes to our Christianity. Do others think of us as followers of Christ? In some countries, it is against the law to be a Christian. Christians are arrested, thrown into prison. If we were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict us? Some people might be aware that we are Catholic, but perhaps not everybody. Before the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, even the apostles wanted to keep their faith under wraps. They were afraid. Many of us tend towards sins of omission when it comes to letting people know we are Catholic. Now, if someone flat out asks us, we wouldn't lie about it. Yet, when we get into situations where the church or moral values need defending, consider what we do or don't do. When we're in a conversation where the talk is not so nice, where people are degraded, yes, it is sometimes easier just to keep your mouth shut. It is simpler to pretend we we don't notice. We can be like the 11 remaining apostles hiding out in the upper room. Let's just keep our religious uh, convictions to ourselves. Imagine how others would describe us. Is there any evidence that we are Catholics? The evidence must be credible. What is on the outside needs to match the inside. If outward expressions of faith don't match up to who we are, we are phony. Evidence of faith has to reflect what we really believe, how we really act, even in private. A crowded church parking lot seems to be an indication that inside the church there are a bunch of Catholics taking their faith seriously. Yet that same parking lot can look like a war zone in Ukraine when a few drivers try to get out before everybody else. Some people have more crucifixes and statues in their homes than we have in this church. And yet their neighbors would prefer to live next door to a terrorist rather than someone endure some of the nasty things these people do or say. Today... Some American politicians are frauds. They claim to be staunch Catholics, yet they won't let any Catholicism interfere with what they are willing to do to keep themselves in office. A British politician and poet once said, "If Christian nations were nations of Christians, there would be no wars." These can and sh- there can and should be evidence that a person is a Christian. But if there's nothing to back it up, then it means nothing. In fact, we can look ridiculous. Peace comes when things fit together. Peace is ours when we are who we say we are. The gift of peace is realized when we at least attempt to be as good as we might look. Now imagine people around us thinking we are good Christians. And then if they say that, yeah, they see evidence of just that. And not only that, think how great it would be if if we know that they are right. We know down deep we're not perfect, but we're trying our best. Someone once asked the great St. Thomas Aquinas what it takes to become a saint. Thomas simply replied, You have to want it. You have to want it. That's what sainthood is. Pope John Paul II died in the spring of 2005. At his funeral, people were shouting, Make him a saint now. But it doesn't work that way. The Church took nine years to uncover every detail of John Paul II's life. His most secret thoughts. His most private moments, his relationships, all of his writings, to determine if this Pope was really the person we thought he was. It all matched up, so he was canonized a saint. If we Catholics really are who we say we are, then we are on our way to Sainthood. And that's peace, a real peace. Are you a Christian? Most of us would say, yes, of course. But what would other people say? Is there any proof to our claim that we are Catholic? If we let the Holy Spirit work in us, there is probably some evidence. We want to be practicing Catholics. And a practicing Catholic is not someone who is all for show. Yet it is not someone who is perfect either. A practicing Catholic means just that. We need to practice. In fact, we need lots more practice, and we intend to practice every day. I believe in one God.